Thank you and welcome to listening to the Cross-Platform Media Radio. I'm your host, Yoakum, joined in the studio with Courtney C. Dizzle and Jordan Danger. <laughs> All right. I think we need some water after that. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Cross Platform Media Podcast. I'm your host, Yoakum, and joined with my awesome, spectacularly sparkly co hosts. Courtney. Hello. Sparkles. Sparkles. And Jordan Danger Sparkles. Sparkles. <laughs> I don't like your spikles. I like my sparkles. We need we need to get you some new sparkles, yeah. bud. Yeah. Deal yeah. with it, kid. <laughs> you pay for the sparkles, I'll rock them. <laughs> <laughs> so Wonderful and awesome listeners. I just want to start off by saying there's going to be some restructuring to the podcast. We're going to move to a bi-weekly schedule for now. And we're also going to go ahead and move a lot of content on the YouTube channel as well. That's where we really want to put a lot of our focus is putting out that content on the YouTube channel. So stay tuned and make sure that you're subscribed to the youtube channel cross-platform media so that way you know when all of that content starts rolling out and we can open up that conversation uh over there as well so without a further ado how was your week guys mine was pretty good um i had so many things going on a spring break and it's pretty busy over at my work, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm dying. <laughs> I need a yeah. break. Um, but other than that, I also became an auntie this week. I was like, oh, yeah! uh, so that was interesting. I literally got like no sleep helping my sister out, but mm-hmm. it's fine. It was it was worth it. Super exciting. That is so cool. I remember how it was when I became an uncle for the first time. It unlocks a different love in you, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, that's funny that you say that because uh, I don't like kids or babies that much. Right. But it, this is different. And I was like, dang, am I actually going to spoil my nephew? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Totally. That's super cool. Have you been uh, playing or watching anything this week I, amidst all the busyness? Um, I don't played anything i haven't touched any of my game consoles in so long totally um but i actually been watching um this one anime uh just kind of like binge watching it here and there um it's called uh that time i got reincarnated as a slime oh i remember when they announced that at an anime expo a few years ago how how is it um honestly i really like it so far i remember um when they announced it too but it's just like it never really caught my attention so i never watched it and then um i don't know why i picked it up now but i was like wait this is actually good i like it so i just started watching it 
Nice. That's awesome. Jordan, how was your week, man? Well, my week has been pretty awful. But, uh, you know. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the boss uh, has been out of town for a week. So I've been running. I've been holding down the fort. Um, okay. Dealing with a lot of stupid issues. But you know what? There's a little gold nugget in, in my awful week. Oh. After the 10, podcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Remember that thing I said about stupid issues? <clears throat> no. Uh, um, after 10 whole years of playing this game, I finally beat Dark Souls 1 alone with no help. Without your girlfriend? Without the help of my girlfriend. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was how really does it great. feel it, it feels amazing because yeah there were there were only about three bosses in the game that i had never beaten alone okay and i was on the final one which is generally not a hard boss but i was still having trouble right i was sitting in courtney's li- uh courtney's uh room playing uh-huh and she was just casually watching and she said oh you got this and it was like probably my fifth try or so at the time. Uh-huh. And I was like, bro, I don't got this. You know, I I got hit immediately. And then she walked away. And then I got it. Wait, I'm going to pause you. I was like, just pretend you're fighting it for the first time because there's this thing. I was like, why do we always do so good so good the first time? But like right after like multiple times after that, we do trash. Interesting. And then like as I was walking away, it's like just pretend you're fighting it for the first time again. <laughs> Huh. And I hear him from the bathroom, like uh like I was in the bathroom like doing something and I just hear him, he's like, I did it. <laughs> it was like it was like a perfect Mr. Miyagi moment. Like she just like dropped like knowledge on me and you know, walked away casually and there we go. There you have it. Wait, that so is does that so, cool. so does that mean I did help you? Oh dang! Jordan did not beat Dark Souls alone for the first time. He still got help Dude, by his girlfriend. You're lying. I'm cutting this. <laughs> no, yeah. damn it. Don't lie to the do, editor. Do not, <laughs> do not spread misinformation. <laughs> oh man. Dude, that is so cool. Like, I would have given up and just never went back to it. Like the only the only little bit that I can kind of relate to that was when I first played Dante's Inferno. Okay. I played through the first like couple levels of hell and I was just like, all right, I'm done. This is too hard. And then one day I thought, you know, let me, let me just get back to it. And then just like steamrolled through the rest of the mm-hmm. game. It, it was like something clicked in my brain of how to play the game. Yeah, because that was the that was the first time I played a game of its kind, and so you know, because leading up to that, it was all you know, Pokemon and Mega Man Battle Network, baby so, games. Uh, no, not baby games, but shut up, baby. My week was pretty busy. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, my week has been just busy as frick like so i have my new work schedule right 
I'm finally Monday through Friday, and I actually get a weekend. I finally get two days off in a row. Yay! Yay! I don't need that, that. That took some getting used to, because for so many years, like, the last time I had two days off in a row like that was probably my first job over a decade ago. Wow. And about actually no, my first job was a decade ago. And Jeez. yes, I've had two jobs by the way. Okay. In the last decade cuz I'm a good employee. But in my first job, I had Wednesday Thursday off. So like that was my weekend in the middle of the week. Yeah. It it was still pretty dope because anytime I had to run errands, like nobody was in the mall, nobody yeah. was in Walmart. Like it was great. Um, so with this new work schedule, I'm just getting used to Monday through Friday. Like, let me tell you the first week that I, with my new work schedule kicked my butt, my body was not used to working five days in a row like that, Uh huh. you know, and as a dog groomer, it, it is a pretty physical job. I mean, yeah. Courtney, you were one of the bathers in the shop. Like, you know, how physically demanding that job can be at times yeah yeah the thing those I, I still remember when you're shocked when i was like lifting some of those dogs you're like can you lift that and i was like yeah i got it it's fine <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty amazing yes yeah. that rice cooker strength that ah, rice cooker strength, strength. <laughs> rice cooker and walk strength <laughs> so now that i've adapted to the schedule it's been it's been so rewarding it's like every weekend is like a mini vacation now having those two days off in a row and with my side work that i still do once a month like that's coming up so but even then that's only half a days of work you know i start at nine and i'm done by one o'clock in the rest Mm. of my day i've got so that's been that's been pretty balling and this past weekend i you guys are going to like this when you finally come over again. I reorganized pretty much my entire apartment. Oh. Like, you know those uh, those two tall bookcases that I have? Yeah. And then there's the smaller bookcase that Biscuit sits on? Yeah, mm-hmm. Biscuit. Mm-hmm. I took everything out of those bookcases and then put it back. Like, just reorganized everything. And then I put some shelves in the kitchen. So now I've got actual storage over there. Nice. And then in the living room on on the wall where Biscuit is, I put brick wall wallpaper. Ooh, Ooh. that's cool. It it made the it made the apartment look bigger having that one accent wall. It's it's pretty awesome. I have a couple more sheets to put up till it's done. When it's done, I'll go ahead and upload it uh, to the uh, to the Instagram so people can see what our potential new set is going to look like for the YouTube channel. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I'm going to do I'm going to do like bad comedy in front of your brick wall. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just going to put a big improv sign behind me. And... So what's the deal with airline food? <laughs> It doesn't have much air. They call him Yo-Come, but he makes you want to Yo-Go away. (laughs) It'll be cross-platform comedy. (laughs) (laughs) 
anywho so just been working on that as well and i was able to put so much time to it because i had the two days off in a row it wasn't do as much as i can in this one day go to work and then be too exhausted to do it again like i did it saturday sunday and then uh finished everything on monday so i did because i did kitchen living room bathroom and the bedroom slash office yeah so in addition to all of that i found some time to roll the credits on pokemon legends arceus don't say anything no spoilers i still like literally what we talked about in the last last podcast or something i don't remember which one it was it was a a couple podcasts ago i haven't touched it i've been so busy yeah i can't wait on to the notable news of the week. So we're kind of all in agreement here on what stood out in the notable news of the week. But uh, Courtney, why don't you go ahead and spearhead this one? Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Just kidding. Um, Kirby. This is now and- the time for all of you podcast listeners to go to the restroom. Um, okay yeah perfect perfect, perfect. there you go <laughs> but yes uh kirby and the forgotten land i've been looking forward to this oh dear sorry i just got back from the restroom what's up uh, you 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 sheesh Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Go on, Courtney. Uh, I've been looking forward to this. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I was unsure about it when I first saw the trailer. But from what I've gathered from the trailer, and it's, it's by the time you guys are listening to this, it's, it's out already. Um, mm-hmm. For recording on the day that it came out. And I realized that. I was like, oh no, I haven't picked up the game yet. But Oh dang. <laughs> basically... It looks like uh, Kirby just kind of washes up on a a new island, um, where it's just like it's kind of it looks like a like an abandoned city. Just like everything's like overgrown, just like grass and trees. It looks like it's just abandoned, and like yeah. Kirby's just kind of going around doing his own little thing. And it, it in the trailer, or from what I got from it, it doesn't. It doesn't say anything of like what he's trying to do. So far uh-huh. as I know, or we all know, he's just kind of running around. But I'm excited. I I'm excited to see what they're gonna bring up in this, especially since it's like kind of different from since Kirby's like from Dreamland and there's all that right. stuff. It's like com- it's a completely different like atmosphere. Oh yeah, absolutely. But yes, yeah. I think when when we were watching the the trailer for that. I got a lot of one. I will say that was probably the cutest post-apocalyptic world I've ever seen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and there's definitely a lot of like, s- kind of like super Mario Odyssey vibes that I got from it yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. You know, because Kirby was in what seems to be like a real world. Yeah. Like, what is that all about? And he also wakes he also wakes up on a beach 
And so did the pl the player character in Legends Arceus. <gasps> Kirby and Pokemon crossover confirmed? <laughs> what? Like I said, what if it's all just a dream? <laughs> I, I don't like that being a possibility. That, that Honestly, would, that would kill it for me. That would... Oh, <laughs> the topic of the... Yeah. So when as we were watching the trailer as well... There, like, I've played some... Actually, I think I've only played one Kirby game, and it was for the Game Boy Advance. And I had a lot of fun. You know how I feel about 2D platformers, so that, you know, it can be rough at times for me. But seeing this, like, kind of 3D platformer for Kirby, it, it got me pretty hyped. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, I've always loved the mechanics of Kirby... And just everything about him being such a cute little squishy thing. So to to see it kind of in a new and different flavor has been pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Jordan, do you uh, have anything you want to throw in about uh, the new Kirby game coming out that's got you hyped? You know I like boss fights. And uh, that trailer had some pretty sick looking boss fights. Those boss fights were looking pretty dope. They were for sure. Dare I say? Don't say dope tastic. Thank you, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Sucker. <Damn it. laughs> yeah. He said so it for the, him. He played the, me. those boss fights. He were me. Uh, I did. I did like a bassoon. A buffoon bassoon. <laughs> so. Like we mentioned, that if it all turned out to be a dream, that that would kill the game for us. And so, I wonder, what are some other things that could kill a game for you guys? Ugh, I have a long list. It's it's almost as if we're we're doing a perfect segue that's being interrupted by me explaining the segue into this week's topic of the podcast. Ooh. So there are so many things that can make a game fantastic, but I feel like there are just as many things, if not more that could kill a game for us. And we have a list, a pretty darn good list of those things. Yes. And I want to hear what you guys have to say and, and share with the listeners and also listeners like let us know through the Twitter account. You can tweet at us at cross platform co, or you can, I don't know, make a picture and put a comment on it and tag us at, cross-platform media on the instagram account or in the future you can let us know on the youtube channel make sure to subscribe so mm -hmm. let us know uh what kills the game for you guys but uh let's roll into it courtney uh do you want to do you want to start us off here yes uh i'll start you off with the first thing on my list which also starts at the beginning of a game that kind of uh that uh -huh. ruins it a little bit but in tutorials and like sometimes mm -hmm. throughout the game um during tutorials you know like 
there's a little pop-up it tells you what controls are which and then you press a you know to clear it once you get it i've played a good amount of games where there's pop-ups it tells you what to do for the like little controls but it goes away in like two seconds and they didn't get a chance to read it and then since i didn't fully grasp that when i'm trying to figure out later i'm like wait how do you do this again so I'm pressing a bunch of buttons and I'm like, yeah. what, what do I do? Or in like, sometimes when I bring up like the controls and stuff, like in the menu, yep. it's not in that menu. I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> I just feel stupid. <laughs> I had that issue in Breath of the Wild. Interesting. Especially with the, uh, with like the, the parry system. Okay. Like when that popped up, it popped up like very briefly. And then it was it. Like, and same thing. I went to the controls and it didn't show me how to do it again. And I died so many times (laughs) trying to figure out how to do it. You know, and the same thing happened to me too. Cause like, you know, there's the whole parry and repost system. Mm -hmm. And then there's like the weird like flurry attack. I think that that it's called Fury attack. And you don't ever have to do that. So, like, I'm three of the, you know, like, quote-unquote, boss battles in. I'm 50 mm-hmm. hours into the game, and I'm like, why am I dying to everything? Yep. Oh! I'm missing because a very you need crucial to do this game mechanic, mechanic yeah. that didn't matter until now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think the only time I used that fury attack in Breath of the Wild was when I was... Uh, grinding for items from the Lynels, because I I got oh, I got the, yeah. the the parry pretty much down fighting the Lynels and all that stuff. But that okay. was like the only time. So you know what's really funny about you guys talking about the Fury attack mm-hmm. and how bad it was described, like or explained how to do it. It was so poorly explained on how to do it. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Nice. Really? That's funny. Yep. I have zero clue of what the the fury or flurry attack is in Breath of the Wild. Basically everything, once you like get the parry or something like that, everything is in slow-mo and you're just like slashing the whatever enemy like super fast. Like in like anime type situation. Like everything's slow motion but you're like still like going like like super fast and then one more time court the slow-mo goes out and then like the enemy's like boom 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 and they're like huh and take a bunch of damage for the recording purposes i need you to redo that uh the the sound effects specifically okay one more time (laughs) no (laughs) that's too much Got it. Okay, so now I know what you're talking about from watching other people play. Never did it in the game. Yeah. And that makes me really sad. <laughs> so we've got when tutorials don't explain controls and moves properly. Jordan, do you want to do you want to throw something out there? Um okay, so here's a here's a big one for me. I'm playing the game to play a game. I like to have fun in the sandbox and, you know, play around with the mechanics. Yeah. So why are you going to bog me down with a massive, boring cutscene 
And I know, yeah, it's skippable. Yeah, you you don't have to watch it. Except sometimes you do. I was just about to say that I'm was, talking yeah. unskippable cutscenes. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. A waste of time. Ah, oh, they they boil my blood. Yeah. See, I agree with you somewhat. It depends on the game that I'm playing. Ooh, mm-hmm. I have to agree with you on that too. It depends on so, the game. So uh for example, Pokemon has always had little scenes of dialogue to progress the story. And then Sun and Moon came out (laughs) with their ridiculous amount of Mm cutscenes. And it really, and in same in Sword and Shield too, you can't skip the cutscenes. You can't skip the dialogue. And the, 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 the really crappy part is in Sword and Shield, in the in the settings, there is a setting for skipping dialogue. But it won't skip dialogue that's crucial to the story. <laughs> which is all the dialogue. <laughs> the amount of dialogue that that setting must skip is so little that on my second playthrough of the game, I didn't notice it. Oh, no. Is absurd. So I can, yeah, like, yeah. what, what is, what's something that you've played that really did that for you? All right, all right, hear me, hear me out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pokemon's bad. <laughs> no, uh, um, the the biggest thing that came to mind was Red Dead Redemption Two. Okay. Um, so you know, it was this massive pro project, right? They spent 10 years making the first game. They had to follow it up with something big. Yeah. So they pumped a bunch of money into it. They made it this beautiful piece of art. But also, like, I have a job, you know? Mm -hmm. So I only get so much time to play a video game. So what I want to do is, like, plug in and, you know, unplug my brain. Yeah. In certain cases. So... As I was playing that, I'm like 15 hours in and I'm getting through the tutorial still. And it's like, they should have made an option, you know, for like casual versus I want the full experience. Yep. Like, they should keep people who don't have as much time in mind. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, that I guess that would be my biggest example right there. Yeah. And I get that. Yeah, I think in in kind of on the flip side of things where... I would disagree with you about the cutscenes is just the game that I'm playing. You know, if I, if I'm playing a super narrative driven game, then I definitely don't care about cutscenes because that's the the point of the game, you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. Uh which are a a good chunk of games that I do play are very like narrative story driven games. And that's where I want a super in-depth story. Mm-hmm. But when I'm playing Pokemon, you're playing Red Dead Redemption, or Courtney's playing something other than Pokemon, we want to just get into the game and, at, at, at the bare minimum, be able to skip the cutscenes. Yeah. Like, there, there's... I, I cannot think 
of a good reason that a that a, a, a game creators would not include the mechanic to skip the cutscenes. Mm-hmm. And okay, I I do want to correct myself a little bit. Yeah. I think you could skip most of the cutscenes in Red Dead, but there were there were times where you had quote unquote control, where you were like uh-huh. walking and talking. Yeah, but you were limited in in what you could do. So you were literally just taking a stroll down the road, yeah, for five minutes talking to another character, instead of just le- putting it in a cutscene and letting me skip it. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. But I do know for sure that there are games out there that I've played that have unskippable cutscenes, and it's like, mm-hmm. it's pretty rough, man. Yeah. yeah. A, a lot of times when I see Jordan playing a game, especially a new game. Uh, all I see him is like mashing the the A button, skipping all the dialogue. That's not like, true. Uh, most of the time. No, dude. No, I played Death most... Stranding, and didn't skip a single cutscene. Okay, scene. well that's Death Stranding, and you're looking forward to that. That game had like 15 hours of cutscenes. Uh-huh. Man. But what I'm saying is like sometimes when I'm seeing skipping a lot of the dialogue, I'm like, you're not reading it. He's like, no, I don't need to. I'm like, well, what if you miss something important? That's and because like, it's Pokemon and it doesn't matter. There you go. Which which makes me think of one of the biggest issues that can kill a game for me is not enough Pokemon in the game. And, no, I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> for the RPG lovers out there, the the thing that can really kill it for me is grinding in a game in order to progress so hear me out no i think well thank you for listening to this episode of the cross-platform media (laughs) uh so hear me out i think if a game doesn't offer a difficulty setting option then the grinding should be kind of in pace with the game yeah you know so the majority of pokemon games even early on you know in in early pokemon games i felt like with the natural progression even as i've replayed these games with the natural progression of the game with just the the pokemon you run into in the wild the trainers that you run into as the game just naturally progresses, you you pretty much stay on par with what you need to, to be doing. And then you get up to the Elite Four, and maybe you need to grind a little bit, get, get a few levels in to take them on, and, and it's a pretty good progression. But then in games like Legends Arceus, I blame the ride Pokemon mechanic for this, um, and also just me being impatient. Mm-hmm. Um, when they give you those ride Pokemon, I know you guys got to at least Weirdeer to be able to ride on, right? Yeah. Um, and that's the only one you got to, right? I got to the Water Boy. Oh, okay, cool, cool. So when you get those ride pokemon you're just you have like you can just blaze through the maps now Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you're not forced to pace yourself and grind with the natural progression of the game when you get to like the ice when you get to the final map 
if you haven't paced yourself properly and you've just used the ride Pokemon, you're going to be under leveled and have a very difficult time. I get you. It's it's almost as it's almost as if they have the ride Pokemon, but you shouldn't use them. Yeah, I agree. 100 percent. So that that can be a little frustrating with grinding and such of that. And yeah, it, it can be pretty pretty frustrating and i think the way that like quests can be handled but i know courtney you have something to say about quests right i do and i also i when i was thinking of like things of a kick kill game like nothing like this one was like not that big of a deal but like it's more of like a personal thing for me because i have really bad memory okay so like um with this for me it's uh when you're given a quest or like just side quest, story quest, just anything where you have to go do something in the game. Uh-huh. Um, you know, you have your little log and stuff, your quest log or story log. Um, for example, like someone tells you to go, you have like, oh, you have to go catch three of these Pokemon and all that stuff. You're mm-hmm. like, okay, that's fine. It tells you the Pokemon, but you know, most games don't tell you where it's at to make it harder. But like with some quests, they tell you to do something. Uh-huh. But it doesn't come up in the log at all. Yeah. And so, like, you just, like, have to try to remember. Or if you have to go somewhere, it doesn't mark it on the map. Or it doesn't have it, like, in a log or something. So you just have to remember it yourself. And then, when like, say if I, like, get off because I'm, like, super tired or something and I get back on. I'm like, okay, what do I have to do? You know, you look at your map or you look at your log and you're like, okay, remember. But, like, if that's not there, I'm like... Yeah, where do I have to go? What do I have to do? And I'm like running around talking to everyone. I was like, "What did I do?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I felt like I ran into some of that as well in Breath of the Wild, where you have to like uh-huh. you, someone tells you to go do something and it's not there, and then you're you're kind of when you like when you get off and when you log back on, you're kind of like, "Okay, I know I was doing some quest. Okay, where where's the person that I originally talked to?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I know for a fact when you pick up Elden Ring, finally, Courtney, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to, like, wrangle you and, like, tell you where to go. Uh, oh, yeah. I know. I, I've, been, I've been legit keeping, a like, a diary. Like I was about to say, do you need, like, a pen and paper I, when you I play I have that game? a pen and paper with me when I play Elden Ring. Wow. Um, there, there's, it, the, it's so open. And there's so uh-huh. many like leads to follow that you just forget about things like wow super easily. Mm-hmm. Gosh, yeah, that's I love it. <laughs> you love it, but I think no, that... it's like I can't remember. And 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 I think what can make it even worse is when a game is so open like that, and you've got all these quests that like you kind of you're locked and you can't go back and finish those quests or go back to those, to those beginning areas to finish what you, what you left off. Jordan, I know you have something to say about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big old, big old fan of open world games, right? Um, yep. Coming up with the, the fallout games and all that. And one of the biggest things I, I hated when playing like New Vegas, like Fallout New Vegas, is you have this massive, beautiful, developed world that 
every corner of which has something to tell you and something you can do. Yeah. And then you're progressing along the main story while doing like these little side quests and stuff. And you have all these loose ends. And then you're you 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 can't exactly gauge when the last when when the final, you know, when the the climax of the story is going to happen. So you just uh-huh. kind of go into the last mission of the game and then you finish the game and then it cuts you off. Uh, Interesting. <clears throat> specifically, New Vegas did that where they told you before the last mission, hey, if you have anything else to do, go do it first. Mm-hmm. And I very much dislike that. So, like, you finish the game, you finish that last battle, you wrap it up, it tells you how you've influenced the world, and then credits roll, and then you're done. Ew. Yeah. Okay. And it's like, but wait, I had, like, I saw that town, I was going to go help them. Why can't I do that now? Why do I have to load a save to go do that? I don't know. Interesting. So when the game ends like that, where after the credits roll, does it just put you right back to the beginning of that boss battle? Puts you in the main. It puts you in the at the main uh, menu. You're done. Yeah. And then when you hit play again, where does it put you? To your last save, right before that last boss battle. You're right. Oh god. It's it. It hurts. Yeah. Uh, I played a game like that too. It's called Near Automata. Oh no. Oh okay. Um. Don't go any further. Yeah, Yoakum, uh, Yoakum you've already partly uh, ruined the game for me. I just bought it because I, when I recently got my PS4. Oh, you bought it too? I did. And oh. it's on my list to play. And I, that already really disappoints me that that's what it does. No, I'm so sorry. Oh, I didn't know you bought man. the game. No, no, it's it, it's it's actually rather funny because I've been wanting to play that game for years, and now there's a mechanic of the game that just ruins it for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I would say, hang in there. You you have no idea yeah. yet. Okay. I, okay. There's something else. I promise. Okay. Any anything other than that game, Courtney? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is, but I don't remember the game. Okay. God, I don't think I've played a game like that, you know, like, like, for example, the Mega Man Battle Network series games, they, when you got to that final boss battle, you beat the game, credits roll, all that good stuff. It puts you right before that boss battle, but you can still go back and do side quests. There is post game that goes on. It just after the credits roll puts you back there. So like, I, I don't think I've played a game where it locks the rest of the game and you pretty much have to start over. Mm-hmm. And now that I think about it, I can't think of a game that I've played that doesn't have like post game material. Cause that, that sounds like a game that just doesn't have post game. That's how crazy it is. That's how ridiculous uh, it is. Because it's a game that's so, against the grain of what we're used to in gaming that's why it's so like that's why it kills it yep well see now that makes me think about like the time in or as i like to say the before time so when like games were in their early early days of stories where after Mm -hmm. you finish the game like that's it you you finish the game Mm -hmm. huh interesting okay that that brings a little bit of light now it 
I, I can view it now as a different experience. Yeah. Like when I finish the game, I finish the game. Yeah. I, I, I can appreciate it, but it bothers me. Got it. Yeah. And I think that, you know, if you get to that point in the game where right before the final boss and it's like, have you done everything you need to do? I think that kind of goes along with like the pacing of game progression, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what can really kill it for me, you know, because a lot of times in games that, that I've played and th- this was so like Dante's Inferno had fantastic game pacing. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't run into a boss that I couldn't defeat just because I wasn't quote unquote strong enough. It was more about learning how to beat that boss. And then I was able to do it, you know, but yeah, in some games I have played where the game starts you out slow because there's tutorial, you're learning the world, it's building the world for you and building this experience and then maybe halfway through the game, it just zips on by and then the credits roll. And you're just kind of like, what? Just like, it's like I played, it's kind of like, okay, I just spent, you know, 10 hours in the first half of this game and I finished the game in five hours. Mm -hmm. You know, have you guys played anything like that? That where like the progression is like, really slow drawn out and then it's just over hmm. i don't think i've played a game like that before other than almost every pokemon game there is <laughs> no i don't R- think so really i feel like from gen six so gen six seven and eight that's how i felt the games were it was like slow building the world getting through the first few gym badges and then after like gym badge like four, it just zips on by. I'm like actually thinking now, nothing's coming to mind. Yeah, um, I I do I I just thought of an example of a game that that does that where the pacing is just off, right? Um, yeah. One of my favorite games ever is Metal Gear Solid Five. Okay. And they spend it's a long game. Don't get me wrong. But the first half is, like, all of these different, like, quote-unquote levels that, like, all set up all the great mechanics for you and, like, build a perfect little, you know, sandbox for you to play around with all the mechanics. Uh Uh-huh. And then once you know them all, then the second half of the game kicks in. Interesting. And and that's it. And, and like, you you blow through it because you know all the mechanics and you, you... you know, you've essentially mastered everything. God, so do you think it would be better if they lumped like the game mechanics and stuff into like an earlier tutorial, then had better pacing for the rest of the game? Um, I think it would have been better if they had more evenly distributed learning new game okay. mechanics throughout through to the end. Of it. God, so like even up until that, fi- like the final level you're learning something new to go into that way yeah or 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 like you know twisting the formula there's multiple ways you can do it um Mm -hmm. they could have spent the first half of the game showing you mechanics and then you know the next quarter of the game twisting the mechanics 
and then the final quarter of the game twisting it harder okay um yeah i'm trying to think of i can't i can't really think of an example off the top of my head but yeah um, no but i i get what you're saying yeah and i'm not saying that's like a mandatory thing i'm just saying like mm-hmm. that is something that would be very great if they could pull it off Hmm. yeah and i think that even even going along with story progression i think that you know i i've played some games where you you kind of figure okay i think this is where the game's gonna go and you're you're trying to come up with how the game's gonna end and then it just boom lifts you leaves you on a cliffhanger with all of these questions with no answers and then there's no sequel (laughs) um do you have an example of such a game uh, you know, I would rather hear Courtney's thoughts on that. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, what was it? I mean, I would say Dante's Inferno. <laughs> Dante's Inferno leaves with to be continued. And it does not to be continued. The game says to be continued? It does. That's unfortunate. I think uh, with what I want to say about it is, like, I for sure came across a few games, but I literally, like, cannot think of any games that like i played that like has had that situations where it's like it ended and leaves you on a big cliffhanger i for sure have played some but i can't think of any uh-huh. right off the top of my head but i'm just like kind of like oh that's it and i'm like oh okay maybe he's gonna like because sometimes like after games they give you like a few more things to do uh-huh. and i'm like oh okay okay but then there are some that just like leave you i'm like why yeah it's like it's like in shows clips it's like a you're it's like you're watching a show and leaves you on the biggest cliffhanger and never continues it's like that but you're playing something you're you're really invested in it it just leaves you with it that's like yeah that's the unfortunate reality when studios run out of money (laughs) yeah yeah but yeah like i wish i can name a game that i played but i can't think of one right now yeah totally yeah i think games that have left me wondering like what the heck or games that like do a good job at like concluding the story but hinting at something else but then when the sequel comes out it's almost as if it has nothing to do with the previous story and that's how the battle network series is so with the battle network series like you defeat dr wiley and whatever the heck he's doing but it always alludes to he's not really defeated something else is gonna happen but when the second when the next game comes out there's no there's little to no connection to the previous games Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i've also just realized that i've pretty much talked about the same four games on, i i promise listeners yeah. i play more games than pokemon only mega battle man network. battle network dante's inferno and breath of the wild to be fair <laughs> we're all like that i've only talked about fallout and dark souls I- exactly 
do you guys have any final thoughts on what can kill a game for you before we head into the recommendations and put a nice sweet car sized bow on this podcast? Yes, I have one tiny little one left. Okay. It's more of like like from the last one, it's like more of a personal thing and maybe like a like a lot of other people have like this problem too. Mm-hmm. But character customization. Oh yeah. When it looks like a game is giving you the chance to customize your character. I expect like a lot of like customization to your character, like or, like JRPG a good amount, style. like it's, uh, not that much, but like a good amount to like it like gives you a variety. And, like okay. if it's a simple, that's fine. But like if it only gives you like four or five things, then I have a problem with that. Like I I want like a decent amount, not like a crap ton, just uh-huh. like a good amount. But, like, where I'm coming from is basically when a game it looks like, and it shows, like, oh, yeah, you can customize a character, but it only gives you, like, a few things. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's it? But one of my biggest things about the player customizations is uh, when they do remakes of the games. And, like, say, like, for example, uh, I had a really big problem with a... Shining Pearl and uh, Brilliant Diamond <laughs> with the with the and Mega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. <laughs> <sighs> um, but basically, I was like, okay, it's just a remake. They're not gonna let us customize uh, our character. I was just, I was totally fine with. That. I wasn't expecting it at all. But yeah. then when they let us like customize a little bit, I was like, oh, okay. I was like, oh. uh, the different skin tones and the hair colors. I was like, oh, okay, okay. I immediately was like disappointed when they there wasn't a character with uh like red hair and i was like oh okay that's fine god and uh i thought you so, were gonna go in a i thought you were gonna say that there was player customization in brilliant diamond shining pearl because i was like i didn't make it that far in the game <laughs> oh no 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 there's like actually it's no customization um but when but that continues but like mm-hmm. I was like, okay, there's no red hair. I was like, well, they're giving me the option to like customize my character now, like with the skin yeah. tone, eye color, and like the hair color, whatever, like that, like from the little pictures that they gave me right now. I was like, oh, okay, the, I guess they're giving us an option in the remake. I was like, that's pretty cool um, that they did that. But um, so I was like waiting because I know you have to like get to certain towns before you can customize a character and all that stuff. Yeah. And throughout. Um, when I was playing the game, it's like, oh yeah, you gotta get to this town, and there's like a, a shop and everything that you can do stuff. And I was like, oh okay, cool. I can't wait to get to that town. And when I finally got to that town, I realized it's just a clothing store. I was like, okay, that's fine, clothing store. But when I was continuing the game, I was like, I basically hit every single town, and I was like, was that it? I can't change my person's uh... hair color or hairstyle or anything and i was like basically as soon as you choose that person your customization at the beginning of the game when you're setting up your person and all that stuff right you're that's, that's locked it. the uh. only thing you can change later is like the clothes i'm like oh that's disappointing yeah but that's basically it i was like it's fine if there's character customizations like at least like want a tiny bit to at least like you have that variety for like everyone to like at least make their character look like somewhat themselves. Yeah, absolutely. But with me, I was kind of like, oh, okay, 
But yeah, that's yeah. that's that's the little thing for me. That's how I feel about hair in games. Is like they never have my hairstyle, which I have a pretty popular style. You know, like short on the sides, comb over up top. Like that's a pretty common style. Mm-hmm. And the closest that I got to it was in Sword and Shield when they had, which was essentially like chairman roses like style comb over uh-huh and i was like okay i'll settle with that why not but like i same way like i want to be able to customize my character to like actually resemble me mm-hmm. and then they just go and screw it all up you know i think i'm on the opposite side i've never built a character in a game that resembled me like i've never had that inkling interesting I've never had that like desire I always want to create okay. a, you know what? I'm not even going to set you up for the joke. Go on. I was going to say, I was going to say, I always create a gross mess. Oh, so you are yeah, customizing you a character mm-hmm. to look like mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I get it. Or, you know, because before playing games where I was able to customize a character, like, I played a lot of Tony Hawk Pro Skater when I was younger. Oh, yeah. And the player customization that came later on in those games, like, I remember I had one, I don't remember what the game was called, but it was one of the Tony Hawk games, and it was on the PSP. You were able to customize the crap out of that character. And so when I was younger, I would create characters that were kind of like more of like a persona you know, or like uh-huh. a character in my mind. Yeah, you were role playing. Yeah, exactly. But then as I got older and less imagination, then it's like I'll just make me in this game. Oh. Yeah. So, how about you, Jordan? What are what are some other things I can kill a game for you before we put a nice, neat car-sized bow on this? Um, I know this is going to be an unpopular opinion with today's crowd. But I just can't get behind a game that's, like, exclusively online play. Um, yeah. You know, like, I can't, like, I know, like, Splatoon technically has a campaign, but... That's why I never played Splatoon. Yeah. Because I bought it for the Wii U, and then the place that I was living at during that time, I was in a back house piggybacking off of my landlord's Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. It was garbage. Mm. Oh, that's that could ruin it. I had, I had rabbit ears for my television because I couldn't stream. Damn, that's crazy. Yep, yeah, that, that's like crazy. yeah, it was that bad. Like I could like web search and such, but I couldn't. I couldn't stream anything. I couldn't play any games online. And so because of that, I could never play Splatoon. You know, it's funny. My first experience with an online only game was actually Overwatch. Okay. I never even touched Overwatch. So like I didn't play a lot of online games. Like I I pretty much went from Halo 3 to not playing anything online for years. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, actually, it was over five years. And then I finally built my PC, and I saw Overwatch. I'm like, that looks really cool. And so 
I wanted to play Overwatch and a buddy of mine was like, well, the online community is so toxic. And I'm like, yeah, I'll just play the storyline. I assumed that there was a storyline. And when I loaded up the game and it was online only, it was so bizarre because I never like, why am I going to pay? I mean, I didn't pay full price because it was on sale, but like, why would I pay full price for an online only game? It was so weird. And I guess you could make the argument that it's like the equivalent of like playing a sport, right? Like, Mm-hmm. Like you, like you play a round of like Rainbow Six Siege to like, maybe to like you know, build your skill, and like okay, like get like you know have a cool moment of of triumph, mm-hmm. but that that's not enough for me to to put hours into a game. You know, I've played a right. few online only games recently, and I I can't do it for more than a day maybe. Yeah, and I, I need. I I think I'm more story driven than mechanics driven, so I need something to keep me coming back. You know. Yeah. I get that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you, one of the negative things for like just online games, like especially like if I'm playing it all day, you you know you have your winning streaks and losing streaks, but when you're on a bad losing losing after like just losing each round over and over and over again then you get frustrated and you're like okay one more Mm -hmm. and you lose again and you're just like i'm done i'm done it's just like there's nothing to like back you up with like to like calm you down just like going back into story or something like that you just have to drop the game completely and either play a different game or like try to figure something out maybe that's just me but like I've, i've always had that trouble with like online games yeah. especially if I go oh yeah you, you have a pretty high tolerance for them too i think i do i think so i mean you, you can sink hours into like throwing mario kart matches online mm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and i think it depends on the game you know like i play a lot of clash royale on my phone oh. that's online only you're only playing against other people I love Clash Royale. Oh, I, I don't get me wrong. I love the game. I've gone back to the game two times and I've dominated and just I drop it every time. She's too good. You're too or in is Clash Royale, not Clash of Clans. No, it's Clash Royale, not Clash of Clans. Okay. Because I just I just want to make sure because a lot of people when I talk about Clash Royale they're like they oh confused. yeah I used to play da 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 my clan this and I'm like great and then they start talking about the game and I'm like. You played Clash of Clans. Yeah, I, I couldn't get into Clash of Clans. I only got into Clash Royale because I worked that first tournament. Oh. Yeah, uh, CRL Season 1. Like, I worked as League Operations, and I'm like, uh, you know, we've talked about this before. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And that's the only reason I started playing the game, so I was like, okay, I need to play this game. And I still play it after all these years, mm-hmm. and the reason I brought up is those losing streaks. Like when I'm on a losing streak, I'm just like, okay, we're done. And I always go back to it. And then I'm like, right now I'm on like a wicked winning streak. (laughs) Like I don't play meta. I I play the cards that I know how to play. And 
the upside to that is because so many people play what the current meta is. I just, yeah, the meta is ever changing, but there comes a point in Clash Royale where the meta stays the same for a while. I just have to learn how to beat the meta and people don't know how to like, from what I've done with my, with my deck, like people just don't know what to do with mm -hmm. it. And I just dominate. Oh, same with my deck. Yeah. With, with my deck, it's like, it's so simple and it's like a bunch of old cards. I don't mm -hmm. have any new cards and I'm just like, dang, all these new cards are going to destroy this deck that I have my yep. main deck, but they don't. Yeah, I think I play only, like, one new card, and that's the Rocket Launcher, if you know what that is. But in my in my main deck, like, I rock Mega Knight, Giant Skeleton, Mini P.E.K.K.A., Arrows, Bats, Witch, Log, and then uh, Rocket Launcher. I had the Giant Skeleton, Hog Rider. Hog Rider, the Baby Dragon. Oh, uh, um, yeah. Not a lot of people play Baby Dragon anymore, but Hog hog rider is still meta yeah yeah like my hog rider oh and then uh the the princess the archer princess yep um what else i'm um, generally a fan of like ogre like knight rider like um like like tony soprano like um mm -hmm. like homer simpson what what Jordan's doing right now, Steve Urkel, is a wonderful example of of someone trying to fit in with the cool kids. Um, <laughs> the Fonz what's, what's from Happy score, Days. My score is like, like like a lot, dude. Like a lot. I, I need a. I need a. Are you are you are you running Willem Dafoe right now? <laughs> I'm running. I'm running. I'm running. Uh, pre Lighthouse Willem Dafoe. I'm running, I'm running pre-Lighthouse Willem Dafoe and post-Lighthouse Robert Pattinson. <laughs> hey, Courtney. Yes? What are you recommending for us this week? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I said it earlier in the in the podcast, but I am recommending a, Yeet. a reincarnated, reincarnated as a slang. Yay! Um, yeah. like, can you, can you I, dive into the story a little bit in the recommendations here? Uh yeah, of course. Um, so basically, um, it, it says it entitled "This Dude Gets Reincarnated as a Slime, the lowest <laughs> of low monsters in this new world," and he kind of just like he he's it's a thing that Jordan hates in the anime world. Uh, he's okay. OP, like just an like, OP slime, just a stupid OP slime, and I actually kind of don't like that too, <laughs> just because it's a slime. <laughs> um and just like um as soon as he come in comes into this world he like has all these resistance and everything it's just like it's it's like okay okay but it's kind of funny because the guy yeah. is like confused as fuck and <laughs> um but basically he just like he's stuck in this cave he makes friends with the dragon and uh escapes the cave and he doesn't realize he's like OP until he comes across like 
these monsters and stuff. And then, um, what was it? He ends up bringing together, like, a bunch of, like, monster clans and stuff and just making a whole entire, like, uh, like, I don't want to say nation, but, like, a little federation type thing. Okay. And he just, like, and not in a bad way, in, like, a good way, he, like, he's trying to bring, like, monsters and humans together, basically, and get along. That's cute. And, um, in this world, he's not the only person from his world. Like, he got reincarnated, and in this world, like, people get summoned into that world from, like, his world kind of situation. But it's, like, it's, like, a weird situation. Uh Uh-huh. But, yeah. Uh, I, I, I guess that's a, it's, it's so all over the place, but good. And I don't yeah. want to say too much. I don't want to spoil it, but I'm pretty sure a lot of people have watched this one already. Um, since it's been out, it's pretty popular. Yeah, but, it's been out for a while. Like I said, like the anime expo that I went to, like quite a few years ago, they were announcing the dub of it, I believe. Oh, uh, I see. I think they were also announcing in that same panel or that same year an anime called is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon <gasps> i love that one i that still have a... yet to watch it it's so good i oh, i think i was so in cool. the middle of season two i haven't watched season three yet got it got it but from what i watched from the first season i love it so much <laughs> it's so good and funny i love it that's super cool nice and uh how about you jordan uh, this week I'm going to be recommending something I've been watching a, a lot of recently. Oh, all right. Me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to be recommending a cooking show. Uh, Ooh. This one specifically might persuade people who dislike cooking shows to watch it. Um, it's called... Okay, I am one of those. Okay, so this one is called Cutthroat Kitchen. Unless it's Gordon Ramsay. I love watching him just tear into people. Dude, I want to watch those, the Gordon Ramsay uh, stuff. I don't know what's on. And you know what? I just I find stuff on YouTube. There's whole episodes on YouTube. Oh, I see. Okay. But Sorry, anyways. Jordan. We didn't mean Jordan? to cut you off. <laughs> huh. We didn't mean to cut your throat. And you know what? I, I actually dislike uh, the Gordon Ramsay deal. Uh, like, like That's I okay. can't watch more than like probably like an episode of that show. Um anyway, so this one is called Cutthroat Kitchen. Um and basically the deal is there's four contestants and at the beginning of each episode everyone gets twenty five thousand dollars to play with. And oh as you go through each round of the, the show, you bid on sabotages against each other. Uh so you can like so the host will be like, I don't know, you guys are making hot dogs, um, but one of you, the highest bidder, gets to choose uh, weird meats for the other three contestants. Interesting. So, and the thi- the here's the thing, they're bidding with their potential winnings, because whoever makes it to the end only gets to keep what they haven't spent. Oh and yeah so so it's there's like a little bit of game show quality to it and then there's also the cooking show aspect and then you get to watch people make like meals out of other meals and it's it's a it's pretty interesting 
seeing how people huh. work around uh, the sabotages yeah. they get. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do want to add. Um, I, I know I'm not recommending, but like, you, you also have like a really strict time limit, and I think the the coolest part of uh, this show is that you have a minute to shop for all your stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Ah. So if you forget something, you're kind of fucked. <laughs> and not only that, but it's like you only have a minute, and then you bid on all these sabotages. Uh huh. So if so, if someone bids on it on something, and you're like, ah, oh, you have to incorporate lemons into your hot dog, and then you can't be like, ah, oh, if I would have grabbed, I don't know, limes, it would have worked perfectly. But you, I mean, you just have to work with what you got. That's super cool. I when we're done recording, I will watch the first episode. Yeah, yeah. So I can give it a shot because I hate cooking shows. It's also fun. see, like, I, I kind of have like the same situations like with cooking shows. It's more like I'm not interested uh, in this. And when Jordan told me about it, I was like, Yeah, I don't know. I, I was like, I'll give it a shot. And I was like, Wait, I really like this. Absolutely. And then. What was it at the beginning of each episode when they're introducing each chef and stuff? We're like, oh, I really like this person. I want this person to mm. win. It's like, oh, I don't like this person. They're kind of an a hole. I don't want them to win. And <laughs> mm-hmm. kind of a thing. I might be predisposed to like this show because I like cooking and cooking shows. So, yeah. See, I love cooking. I just don't like cooking shows. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense. But that's really cool. We're uh, I should have asked you this, Courtney, too. Uh, so, uh, Jordan, where can you watch uh, Cutthroat Kitchen? Um, I've been watching it on Hulu. You can also watch it on Discovery Plus. Nice. And Courtney, where can you watch your show? Crunchyroll. Nice. Yes. Awesome. And to to wrap it up, I will go ahead and recommend a mobile game. I have an iPhone, so I play on iOS. I don't know if it's available on Android. Wow, way to, way to do your research, Mr. Cross-Platform. <laughs> okay, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Hold on. Okay, it is available on Android. And it is available on the Google Play Store. It is Idle Card Shop Tycoon. So... I'm not a huge fan of idle games where you just like set it and forget it for a little bit. And I guess somewhat tycoon games I'm like somewhat a fan of. But this game, you open and run a playing card shop. It is so much fun. And the the, the cards that you are like collecting and selling are called Tetramon. Okay. So pretty much Pokemon and you yeah, so you just you open the shop, you're like expanding the shop, you're selling cards and every so often in the shop, yeah, like a collector will come up and say like, "Hey, I'm looking for this specific card and they'll buy it from you for an absurd amount of money." So what I've been doing to get this game going is, you know, I'll play I'll play in the morning um like so at work i usually have i would say probably about 
maybe like 20 minutes when I get to work where I'm just kind of getting my day started. I'm getting all of my dogs checked in and, and going over my schedule and such. So like I'll do some stuff in the game at that time and then just let it sit idle for, you know, my entire work day, rack in a bunch of money, put that money back into the shop and then continue on with all the stuff I have to do after work. Hmm. And then I play it not and then I play at night and same thing. Rack in, you know, rack in some money, put it into the shop, go to bed and it just cycles over. And so the cool thing about this game is you as you're opening card packs to add to your collection to be able to sell to these collectors, you end up with these artifact cards. When you collect up to four artifact cards, you're able to restart your shop with you keep all of your gems, you keep all of your card shop info, it, and then it gives you a separate type of currency to pour into the shop for upgrades. Okay. And that's what keeps you going is you're like, you're building up the shop, finding those cards, restarting the shop. And you're just kind of going in the cycle of like speeding up the process. And there's different, there's like basic packs, rare packs, ultra rare, and then some other type of rare. And I just made it to that like other type of rare before I restarted again. So I'm like, every time I restart my shop, I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm getting a little bit further and further, a little bit quicker and quicker. Yeah. I've just been loving this game so much like and it's an idle game too so like i'll i'll put like and there are things to do while you're playing the game it's not a total and complete set it and forget mm -hmm. it because you have to click on the icon for the collectors to sell those cards you have to be on the screen to open the packs of cards you have to uh there's a little uh button that you can tap repeatedly uh, to get more customers in the shop faster. And so, like, it's got the right... And it, apparently it's like a brand new game. Because I left a review, my first review on the App Store. And the creator of the game actually responded to me. Oh, that's sick. And it wasn't, like, just, like, an automated response. So, it was it was really... It, it's a fun game. And uh, the t the name of the shop that I opened is uh, Cross Platform Games. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's I'm playing on iOS and it is available on the Google Play Store, and it's free. There is some money that you can put into it, which I did. Uh, I put I want to say maybe like eleven or twelve dollars into one time purchases. Uh, one of them is a store manager, which will automatically restock the shelves for you. The other one is instead of watching ads to get double the reward, you just pay this money and you automatically get double the reward on everything you do, whether it's money or gems or what's known as fame. And it makes your shop more popular. Oh, that's cool. Interesting. Yeah. So it's like you buy the game, you get the game for free, put, you know, 11 or $12 into it, and you don't have to put another dollar into the game whatsoever. Hmm. So you're, if you like it enough, you're buying a game for that price. Yeah. So 
yeah, that's pretty much it. Anything else you guys want to want to throw out there for the listeners? I am good. I think I got everything out there. Dope, Jordan. Um, I think I'm chilling. Awesome. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Cross Platform Media Podcast. If you want to reach out to us, we are available, as I've mentioned before, on Instagram as Cross Platform Media, on Twitter as Cross Platform Co. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Cross Platform Media. Reach out to us. Let us know what kills a game for you and any recommendations that you have for us uh, for either future videos or just things that you want us to check out. So, as always, we will see you guys very soon. Bye. Bye.